to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 178, The Haunting of Villa of Diodati. I added another of in there, but that's okay. It's been a long weekend. My name is John, and joining me every time we have the Gallifrey one hangover is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how you hey, doing, man? man? <laughs> I'm, I thought I would be more rested today, but I got maybe one or two o'clock this afternoon, and I was like, I'm still trashed. I'm so tired. Oh, boy. And that's not even from like not drinking or anything. Like I had one beer the entire weekend, <laughs> um, and I, it's it's just tired from being tired from just being go go go. Yeah. And today was working from home and lots of laundry. Yeah. Um. We we got home. I mean, we will recap day three in this episode. Um. I guess as quickly as we possibly can. But uh, we got home yesterday. Um, and we, you know, we were sleeping. We're like, let's, let's get to bed here. We went to sleep. Um, and our poor little pup Henson decided at, uh, I think it might've been five in the morning that he needed to, um, he needed to throw up, uh, oh. in, in the bed. Uh, I missed you mom and dad. Blah. Yeah. So, um, we were, uh, very wide awake. Uh, at five, changed the sheets, went back to sleep. He woke us up. I'd say like two hours later. Um, it's been a rough day. We took we took like a two hour nap, but um, yeah, I'm not really sure if it helped at all. I'm still pretty exhausted from Gallifrey one weekend, which was uh crazy times. Thank you yeah. everyone for for listening to our recaps. Um, Definitely. We, we try every year to get those um, up to you as soon as we can. Um, and uh, shout out to Kenneth, who I don't, I don't know if he listens to this, but Kenneth is basically um, the second in command over here. Uh, and he was at the helm whenever I needed something uploaded. And uh, I greatly appreciated that. Um yeah, we were going to record a day three, but it just was not in the cards. No, and I was, I had hit a wall Yeah, <laughs> by Sunday. I probably would not have been the best co-host, I'll be completely honest. So having a day to kind of breathe a little bit, get get a watch in on the episode. And, yeah. You know, I, I think we're going to be a little fresher today. <laughs> A little fresher. Not saying a whole lot fresher. We shall see. We will do our best as we always try to do. Uh, We met a lot of great people this weekend. Um, I wish I could remember everyone by name, but if you have found our podcast through uh, just talking to us over the weekend, hello. Uh, Hi. We hope you stick around, and if you don't, (laughs) that is also fine. Yep. I'm trying to think of I met uh one Dave Wilson in uh in line when we were getting ready to uh watch Christopher Eccleson be interviewed. Um good deal. I yeah. know you finally finally caught yes. up with Felicity. Yes, Felicity and I talked for about twenty twenty minutes in the in the lobby. Um yep. 
was great to finally meet her and have just you know a conversation it was good stuff um i have uh, i i don't know if we ever have but i have extended the invite excellent to come on to the show as i did with uh many others um, yeah yeah and i think um maybe down the line here i'm trying to remember if um i think uh lena said she'd come on absolutely she definitely did uh lena i, I you know i don't want to single anybody out uh, probably one of my my newer favorite people that I've met. She was uh, awesome and amazing throughout the entire well, weekend. Yeah, and a bit of a scholar on your favorite companion. So yes, yes, that as well. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I might be uh, doing some guest stuff on Who Knew podcast. We'll see. Oh, nice. They have they have extended the invite. They also record. Um, in Van Nuys, which is not far from me. So made some connections, made some new friends, um, found out that, um, oh no, one of the guys from, one of the guys from the game of Rassilon is a huge Mets fan. No kidding. Yeah. And which one? Cause there's only three. Um, it wasn't, um, he is not the game master. Okay. So not Ben. Was it Michael, who's also the Hellier fan? It was not Michael. It was it, So then it was Dan. It was Dan, yes. Dan yeah, and okay. I had a very lengthy conversation about the Mets. Very uh, nice. And that was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, all the people from Game of Rassilon are just the nicest people uh, ever, and they are they all really great. Are. So go support them for sure. But uh, let's yeah. talk about about uh, day the, the final day of Gallifrey 1. Um up, I guess, early for me, <laughs> for you, um, to get into the line to see Christopher Eccleston be interviewed. Yep. Um, yep. You know, Taylor, I didn't realize that the uh, the um, they sold six thousand tickets to this because if if I recall correctly, <laughs> uh, we were told, "Hey, if you see the first day, please don't come for the second because it'll be exactly the same." And um, Hmm. You know, seems I, I, pretty interesting. It, it was it was a pretty full house. Um, I know that a lot of people like toward the start um, were just, you know, doing standing room, even though like there was like an empty seat next to me. Um, and I perfect I would have happily let people come and sit uh, me and Peter and Anna kind of sat in the back because we still needed to go finish cleaning up the room and check out like right after. So the idea was to right at the end bolt for the door right. um, and get to the elevators before anyone else does. Um, and that mostly worked. Everybody kind of got up and did the uh, uh, standing ovation and then it turned around and they were gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Hey, Oh man. Yeah. Um, but that panel boy um, panel interview panel of one, um, yes, it it was it was much more emotionally moving than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was. Um, in uh, he talked a lot about his his parents and his uh, and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had some good stories about his time on on Doctor Who, but he did make yeah. sure, he did mention it was only nine months of his life, and we're still talking about it. 15 years later. 15 years later. 
Um, that, that, that anniversary is coming up next month. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was very good. He seemed to be in, in great spirits. Um, a lot of smiles, a lot of just having a good time, a lot of matter of factness from him. Yeah. Uh, it was very cool to see him come out of the TARDIS. Yes. Uh, that was great. Um, definitely. And I, I felt like the, the, interviewees did a very good job with the yeah. with the conversation deb stanish and uh ty gooden both did an amazing job in fact ran into ty and a couple of her uh cohorts at the elevators and and made sure to uh compliment uh her job and everything they were all very very happy it was you know it was done and it was successful it's like all right now we can just like relax for the rest of the con and yeah, be stressed out or over interviewing, you know, Christopher Eccleston of all people. And yeah, no, they, they, they both did a fantastic job. I mean, he, Eccleston really, you know, you could see him, he's leaning forward. He's, he's listening, he's engaging with both of them yes. and, and he's not just coming up with the first thing off the top of his head to answer. He really was kind of like thinking about it um, and, and taking his time to kind of craft his response and, um, have it be, I, as far as I can tell, as authentically him as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, after that interview was over, uh, we actually ended up getting late checkout, so uh, which was you know just great for us mentally, but also great because I got to um, sit around and uh, Lena and I uh, moved up very far to the front. Mm -hmm. I think it's the closest I've ever sat at a Gallifrey. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we watched the presentation of the Blu-ray extras. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to see this, so I'm glad that you were able to be there for it. It was pretty cool. They showed <laughs> um, the the season 25 uh, Sophie Aldred um, trailer, which I, I feel has been out there. Oh, the season 26 trailer? Yes, it has been. Yeah. Um, it's still good. So, yeah, it's fantastic. They showed that. They showed a trailer for the Elizabeth Sladen um, documentary they're doing, which was just like, oh, boy, that's grab the tissues. Yeah. Um, it looked v very well done. They showed um, uh, they showed some of the... Um, the um, the fifth doctor crew when they were driving around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they showed that, um, on the panel with the four, uh, the four of them that I went to. Yeah. So they, yes. they showed that, um, I don't know if it was different or if it was the same. There was a lot of swearing that was bleeped out. Um, <laughs> no, it sounds about right. They called it Dr. Bleep instead of Dr. Who. <laughs> um, so that was cool. I'm trying to think, Oh, they did a, um, they have another documentary about um, John Nathan Turner, which mm -hmm. looks uh, that uh, looks absolutely amazing. I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, DVD extras that they really spoke about. They said if there's, I'm sorry, Blu-ray, but they said if if things are on the DVD but they don't quite match up on the Blu-ray releases, don't worry. They're just trying i guess uh pete mctight is trying to get everything in a um actual order he said nothing will be left off so don't worry about it he has a spreadsheet nice that he's working on and then after that we got to see um i think that was actually kind of paired with the um animation that they're doing 
um, we got to see um, they were talking about how they have, and I didn't know this, Taylor, and I don't, I don't know if you you were aware either, but they have two separate animation um, teams working on um, their animation that they're doing for the missing episodes. No, I honestly did not know that. And I went, oh, that's great, because they said they've been so well-received, which I fist, fist pumped at, um, that they just want to keep, they keep, they want to do at least two a year is what they said. Cool. And I went, that's great. Um, so they showed us, um, oh boy, they showed us some scenes from, oh, what's the one that's coming out soon, Taylor? I can't remember for the life. Faceless ones. The faceless ones. They showed us some stuff from the faceless ones, some scenes from that. That was very cool. But then they showed us, um, some, some unfinished scenes and some character designs, for uh, the animated version of uh, Fury from the Deep, which everyone is very excited about. And truthfully, I didn't really know about, but after watching all of the the footage and seeing all of the uh, the character designs, I am very excited for this. The animation is slightly different than the other teams, but it's okay. still like it looks very, very cool. I believe this is this story also contains the first use of the sonic screwdriver. Oh, okay. So they they have the War Games screwdriver, which I don't know if that's the actual first model. I can't, I can't remember, you know, it's there's a lot going on yesterday, but yeah. That's the model they chose to use. They also have um I didn't put a picture up of it, but it was very cool. It was uh they have a character model for someone who was a Gallifrey one attendee that had recently passed away. Um, oh, okay. And they put him into um, Fury from the Deep. So I thought that was very cool as well. Oh, neat. And also, they have another character who, um, in the script, I believe they, I don't know if they were called to be in a chair, but they turned it into um, into a wheelchair because mm-hmm. there's uh, the the guy who was talking on skate stage and forgive me I forgot his name was saying there's not a lot of representation of um, of people in wheelchairs in Doctor Who and he said I took it upon myself to do that and I think that's very cool nice that's yeah. very cool so uh, that whole animation thing was amazing the scenes they showed looked great they showed the scene that they animated for the only scene that is out there. So um, everyone was very excited about that. It was very well done. And also the other thing they mentioned, which was pretty cool, was in the DVDs, at least for the faceless ones, mm-hmm. you can watch it full animation in color or black and white, or you can watch it um, interspliced with the, the animation and the original, the ones that they still have episodes of. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they have... Um, yeah, they have a couple of different versions. And they were talking about ratios that you could watch them into, but I cannot remember that. But it was very <laughs> cool. It was it was a very cool presentation. And then after that, we had the colorized uh, uh, The Daleks Master Plan Part 2, I believe, that mm-hmm. the, this team of uh, fantastic individuals worked on for five years. Um, wow. So we watched that, and it was... Um, Amazing. You can see some of the pictures up on uh, twitter.com slash the podcastica. If anybody wants to see more pictures, I think I have like two or three that aren't as good, but you can still see the colorization. Uh, They did such a great job. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if it's released anywhere, 
but if you can find even a little scene of it, it's just so well done and is just very, very, very cool. It's awesome to see. Um, yeah, it kind of just changes the entire um, way you look at that episode. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so I don't know if I did anything else besides uh, watch this special video presentation that they wouldn't tell us what it was. I was really kind of bummed that I missed out on the uh, 1954 uh, classic uh, House of the Future. Well, unfortunately, Sean came on stage and said he couldn't he couldn't find it. Oh, which was a that, that's a shame. Which was a bummer because we were all looking forward to it. It was the talk of of the con floor. Um, but he said he had something else for us that he thought we would enjoy. So we, uh, you know, we just ended up watching uh, the haunting of Villa Diodati uh, with uh, thirty five hundred other Hoovians. Good God! What? I honestly, I didn't really do anything else the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, um, so let's hear what that was like. I will say I was very iffy about doing this because I am very particular when I watch Doctor Who. I need everyone to be quiet and it is very hard for 3,500 people in one room to be quiet, especially when there are babies and small children. But, um, I can imagine. I will say uh, the Program A audience did a fantastic job. Yes, there was some crying. Yes, there was some talking children, but that mm-hmm. was about it. And I was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really good. It was, it was great. And I'm glad that this is the episode that aired during Gallifrey because it was, as we will get to, it was a banger. For yeah. sure. But yeah, it was great laughter. I'll, when we talk about stuff, I will remark on how the live audience felt about it. Um, we unfortunately pieced out right after that. We were like, okay, let's go home. Let's go see our yeah. dog and let's get dinner. Yeah. Uh, so we did not see the special um, hello from <laughs> apparently uh, Russell T. Davies, um, Stephen Moffat, Chris Chibnall and uh, surprise, surprise, Jody Whitaker. Who? Oh, uh, it, Russell T Davies as well. That's what that's what some of the tweets said. So I'm oh, not sure if I that. I definitely heard. I definitely heard Moffat, Chibnall, and Jody. Yes. Um. So and Jody said she uh, wishes she was at Gallifrey with all of us. So. Well, yeah. Uh, Jody, what are you doing next year? Probably press and reshoots. Um, Possibly. <laughs> But that was, you know, I've seen stills of it, and that was pretty cool. Uh, we also got to sing Happy Birthday to uh, Christopher oh, Eccleston, yes, which there's was... video of that somewhere. Yeah. Um, and he also said he came out early, and let's just champion Eccleston some more. He um, signed autograph. He made sure everyone got their autograph signed tomorrow. That was in I, that, yesterday. That I, was in I heard that. I heard that, and I think that is that is amazing. And if I remember right, he, he may have said at the closing ceremonies, um, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but this has been my favorite convention. Yes. He did say that. Uh, so which that I love just, it. Yes. That, that's what we had hoped to do as fans. And it has been done. It is. Now we can all go to bed. Not yet. My friend. Not, Not yet. yet. What? So, I mean, that was day, that was day three. Um, I feel like um, 
this is one of the best galleys. I think just on a on a personal level, we had the um the podcast meetup, which was just exceeded our expectations. Most definitely was absolutely crazy. It was great to meet other podcasters. Um, and people that listen have listened to us for two years, <laughs> which is still just I will always remember that. And yeah. um, I just really hope um, it was Tre- it was it Trevor it was Trevor right Yeah, Trevor. I hope Trevor that you, I mean I'm not gonna you know social media is pretty crappy. Uh, I'm not gonna you know tell you you need to get social media, but <laughs> um, if you ever want to interact with us. Um, we would we would love that because that was just such a shock to me. I almost didn't want to talk to anyone else the rest of the time, and I just wanted to be like, "How did you find us? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. What do you think of our podcast? Do you have any feedback?" <laughs> but um, I did not get that opportunity. But that is fine. Um, yeah, and it was cool just after that to see people I saw at the um at the meetup and just be like, you know, even if we were busy and walking by, just be like, Hey man, what's up? You know, it was, yep. it was cool stuff. Yeah. It was overall great. Um, yeah. So that was, that was Gallifrey for me. And I thought mm-hmm. overall just, I didn't get to see as many things as I thought I would see, but everything I saw was great and I had yeah. a really fun time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. feel like it's been me talking, not, <laughs> No, 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 no. You're you're fine. You did more things than I did. Nobody wants to hear about me me sitting at you know LAX um, and then literally like in line to board, running into like two other people who were leaving from Galley. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's cool, but yeah. it only gets so exciting. And your you, stuff was more exciting. You got that pretzel, and I got that pretzel. That's right. So good, such a good pretzel. <laughs> it's a great pretzel. All right, we have no who news. So I guess deal with it. (laughs) That's what the new listeners get to hear. No who news, anyone. Sorry. Um, I guess the only breaking news is I almost bought more Big Finish, and then at the last minute I did not. So there you go. There. All right. We are now going to talk about this week's episode, which was The Haunting of Villa Diodati, uh, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Bradley Walsh as Graham, Mandip Gill as Yaz, Tosin Cole as Ryan, Lily Miller as Mary Shelley. Um, well, yes, as Mary Shelley. Anyway. Uh, yeah, technicality. Tec- yes. Potato, potato, tomato, whatever. Uh, Jacob Collins Le- uh, Levy as Lord Byron, and Lewis Rayner as Percy Shelley. It was written by Maxine Alderton and the Chibs, and directed by Emma Sullivan. Uh, first aired February 16th, 2020, and is the eighth story of season 12. And we have some story. Ooh, look at look at TARDIS Wikia. Good on you, TARDIS Wikia. Yeah, we have not some, too bad. Yeah, we have some story notes from the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. And take it away, Taylor. Definitely. Well, it, Graham searches for the bathroom in a very entertaining scene, but he finds out they're actually too early in history to enjoy the invention of toilets. Ah, uh, yes. Just, uh, a, just a ceramic pot, it looked like. Yep. The old chamber pot. Yep. Definitely. Well, now obviously the doctor has instructed her friends not to mention Frankenstein or otherwise affect its inception. Um, Mary Shelley wonders if uh, Ashad, the lone Cyberman, spoilers, is a composite of multiple men like the creature in her novel and refers to his creators as a modern Prometheus because the full novel 
uh, title is Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus. Yes. See Mary Shelley taking a tip from Podcastica with doing alternate titles. Mm. <clears throat> um, obviously, she watched him recharge via a lightning strike. Great Scott, 1.21 gigawatts right into a Cyberman. Um, and of course, in the novel Frankenstein, it's implied that the monster is brought to life via electricity. Yes. Uh, so we have all those all those little pieces coming together. Now, unusual to a normal setup, this particular episode did feature a cliffhanger, but it wasn't set at the end of the episode. Uh, instead, bef- appearing before uh, Team TARDIS head back to the TARDIS, right? So in the final scenes uh, in the villa, we get that uh, scene with, uh, oh God, the Siberian and all that kind of stuff. And yes, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Um, in the real world, the competition to create the best ghost story took place over the course of three days, not a single night. Yes, and I believe the room was also not collapsing on itself. Uh, yes, the entire house was not <laughs> turning itself into an M.C. Escher painting. Yes. Uh, uh, we will talk about the slightly Scooby-Doo, but done very well, effect of all of that here in just a little bit. Yes. Um, and I, of course, completely forgot in our uh, season opener that Ada Lovelace is actually Lord Byron's daughter. Oh, my goodness. But the doctor mentions that and... I was like, oh, God, that's right. Uh, wow. Good job, script people. Yes, good job indeed. Well, Teller, you have a, I don't know why I said your name like that. Again, Galley Hangover. Because it's a Villa Diodati. Villa Diodati. It's a spicy meatball. Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Uh, the night that birthed Frankenstein's monster. But the future has thrown a dangerous AI back in time. It infects Percy Shelley, who, for fun fact, wrote my favorite poem of all time. Um, what follows in Team Tardis uh, in, sorry, typo, Galley Hangover. What follows is Team Tardis in its most haunting, tense, and terrifying adventure yet. We meet the lone Cyberman, and what he wants will most definitely change our history. Oh, my goodness! Yes, indeed. Um, let's uh, if we're, let's uh, overall feelings. This um, I loved this. It yeah. was um, perfect. It felt like they maximized their time. Um, it didn't feel like any of the characters were. They all had a weight to them. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones who were um, uh, eliminated. By our lone yes. Cybermen. Yes. In um, fact, I, I, I'd like to take a moment and like appreciate uh, what's his name Fletcher's expressions in the background. Oh my goodness! My Those I have one. Some of the best. <laughs> the the uh, program A went absolutely gr- uh, crazy for Fletcher, who was just done with everything and everyone. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's great, and um, I mean, when you're partying with a bunch of drunk. Um, aristocratic writers i could see mm-hmm. why uh when you have to take care of them rather yeah um this was fantastic i think this is the this is the best jody whitaker has been as the doctor yes um and i know that is not just that is not a hot take that is something that many 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 people are saying yeah um 
this was it was perfect. It was just it was great. It's one of my favorite episodes of her run. I don't know if I where I would rank it anywhere else, but it is definitely up there in her run for sure. Most definitely. I I really when I thought about it, um, um, I don't think there was a part of this story that I did not like. Yeah, I don't think there was I, anything that I I I went. Oh, I don't like that. Or yeah, I mean the only thing, and this is just this is a very very nitpicky thing, and mm-hmm. this is also a plug. Um, my uh, fiance Lauren is on a podcast called Historical Hookups. Oh yes, they and did a Byron episode, didn't they? They did a they did a Mary Shelley episode. Oh, that's right, they did a Mary Shelley episode. Um, Sorry. Uh, all good. I mean, Byron is Lord Byron is a big part of that story. Um, and you guys should all check it out. It's about the love lives of historical figures. So, um, I can tell you, I just want to get this note out of the way. Um, the Claire Claremont thing where she's like, the spell has been broken. Oh Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. That's a load of crap. Uh, (laughs) that did not happen. Um, I get it though. It was a great scene and I, you know, I get why they did it, but that, isn't historically accurate. Um, oh man! But I mean, they nailed Lo- Lord Byron. They nailed Mary Shelley, and uh, yeah. per- how Percy Shelley perishes is one hundred percent true. He could not right. swim. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, if there's like one horribly nitpicky thing, I would have to go out of my way to mention it is that. Um. Yeah, that's that's fair. But this was this was great. I mean. I don't know why this is in my overall feeling notes, but I, I, I love the fact that they never really answer the question about if the the figures Graham saw were actually ghosts. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I love that so much. The fact that we get all these things happening in the house and all these things that are spooky and these two characters are just kind of inserted along with everything else and only Graham is seeing them. And then as they're walking back to the TARDIS at the end, he's like, well, I don't get this one part and these two. And it was like, what? And he's like, well, ghosts don't exist, right, Doc? She even said as much. And she's like, well, unless they do. Yes, unless they do, which is a great. And Lauren and I were talking about this, and maybe you could um, shed some light on this. Has there ever been a ghost in Doctor Who that turned out to actually be a ghost? Ooh, um... Boy, not to my recollection. Yeah, because I can't think of anything off the top no, of my brain. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm even going as far back as my, you know, tired brain can into classic who. And I'll, I'll admit I'm not, you know, a scholar on every single story, but I don't I don't remember one where it doesn't turn out to be an alien or someone stuck in a pocket dimension or Cybermen or again, um, or something like that. Interesting. But I, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, the audience also at program a thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. That, that was a nice bit. I like, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's just an added thing. They didn't have to do it, No, but it was good. Uh, I mean, the structure, we got we got a cold open again. 
Yay! I loved it. So I, I love the cold open too. The um the screaming at the end of the cold open got a huge laughter. Fast. It was, was very fast. funny. Um, so good. I I just uh, yeah. I mean I I don't I don't have many notes. There's like there's like we said this is a near perfect episode. There's some stuff that sticks out to why it is a near perfect episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all the humor hit like really well. Um, I love like that when they get to the house, um, they're just like, Hey, um, you know, don't mention anything about Frankenstein. Don't mention it, but this is where it happens. This is the group of people that start, uh, you know, the chain reaction and they open the door and they're all just drunk on the floor. Right. I love yeah. I loved that. It's like, no, oh, let that, us show them the dance. I love that whole dance sequence. That yes. Was, that was so neat. Because uh, it gave you all did, the information you needed. It totally did. It served It served as both being entertaining um, and expositional through gossiping. Yes. Which I thought was kind of just a neat thing that I, you know, as far as I can know, as far as I can tell, would be historically accurate. And I mean, yes. And also it was, it seemed to be a great um, homage to movies that are set in that time period because that happens, I think, all the time where there are people dancing and then gossiping at the same time. Yes, that is absolutely, yes. Um, (laughs) But that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, Clearly right out of the gate, Lord Byron uh, shocking to no one is trying to um, court the uh, the doctor, who I believe Claire Claremont calls Mrs. Doctor. Yes, which is which, the cutest thing ever. It totally is, <laughs> Mrs. Doctor. Mrs. Doctor. No, the doctor, just the doctor's fine, thank you. Yes, <laughs> um, but it is clear right out of the gate that um, Byron and Claire have a thing slash Claire. Uh, has a thing for Byron. He's like, well, she traveled all this way. I guess I had to let her in, which is historically accurate. Um, And, uh, but he's like, oh, she's such a drag. And then he's like trying to hang out with the doctor. It's, it's very, um, very up Lord Byron's alley. Well, and I think it's hilarious because at one point, um, I forget the exact line of Byron's that he uses on the doctor, but, you know, talks about, like how lovely she is. And then, um, you know, she's like, um, no. And then goes oh. into something like scientific, like research, trying to figure things out. And then she goes, okay, hang on, wait a second, back that up just a second. And he goes, what about how lovely you are? She's like, no further back. Yes. That's and, a, that like, was a great scene too. Um, he says something to may I mention that you are something, something. And she says, then, no, yes. no, you may not. Yes, yes, and that got a huge uproar from the crowd as well. Um, that yeah, that was great. That was great stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, I loved the, <laughs> like I said, all the comedy bits hit real well in the audience, and I think just in general when they're trying to figure out where the doctor is from, and someone says the north, and then like lightning and thunder <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was very very funny. Um, and I mean, I kind of had a feeling, did you know, as soon as you saw the lightning and the, the figure from afar, um, 
Well, I unfortunately, while we were having that pretzel. Oh, yeah, you already saw it. Yeah. Opened Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I also had long since known that it was very suspected. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a Cyberman. Yeah. And the, the way they've been kind of at least at the end of episodes tying the ne- into the next episode, um, they've been doing that throughout the season. So yeah. I had a feeling like our next episode is a Cyberman episode. So I had a feeling this would kind of be a, a loose two and a half, uh, two Arter. and a half parter. Yeah, um, I like I like how they did it. I like how they kind of kept it at a distance and yes. how they played with shadow uh, with the lightning. I, I love that it happens, you know, during like the truly historical year without a summer. Yes, that is a completely real thing. Yes, uh, that happens. So so that all that all those pieces of actual history that you can go and research you know, line up and actually happen at this time. Um, I love that. Yeah, and I mean, when that Cyberman showed up, the lone Cyberman, the crowd went absolutely crazy. Um, I can only imagine. It was it was a, a thing to behold, that is for sure. Um, and, I mean, we're off to the races at that point. Uh, yeah. A lot of weird things are happening. We have the... Um, I mean, just in terms of uh, directing, we're going to jump all over the place here, but I think everybody knows that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, this could also be part of the, you mentioned the lighting. The use of lighting in this was fantastic. Um, old creepy oh, yeah. house, old creepy house. They did a great job. Yeah, um, and they, they do a great job with the fact that so much of this is set in candlelight. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, and it doesn't look too dark and it doesn't look like they're like, no, we need our stage lights up. But yeah. We're going to try and pretend to dim them. No, it looks great. Yeah. It looks absolutely stunning throughout. Um, the, the directing of the never ending maze of the house was fantastic. Yes. This could have easily turned into Scooby-Doo where you're running in yes. one door, coming out another door on the other side of the hallway down at the end of the hall. But this was done just so subtly perfect. Yeah, it was. You know. Yeah, I love. You, that. Oh, oh, you go, you go down the stairs, you turn the corner, and you come out at the top of the stairs again, and it, and it just it looks flawless. There's you know there's no obvious cut. Yes. You know, had had this been you know like a third Doctor episode, <laughs> that you you would have been able to see that that one little cut. You know, some some wall would have wiggled a little bit and. You would have been like, oh, yep. See, that's where they cut it. Yes. But this, this was just, this was flawless. There's nothing that I saw that said, oh, there's a cut. It's, it's like they literally just went down, and there was like a stair up the back of the set or something, and it yeah. came right back through. Even the uh, with the doctor, the gr- uh, uh, great acting by Jody, uh, and exiting the room and entering it once again, mm-hmm. uh, just great stuff. That that whole uh, aspect to the story was great. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Um, I don't, and it's funny because uh, for me, I feel like the only music I remember hearing, and this is not a joke, is uh, the Chopsticks from Ryan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also a very funny scene um, where he's just playing Chopsticks uh, quite horribly, and Mary yeah. Shelley is like, this is great. 
What a jaunty a, tune, I feel like yes, she says. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and Ryan kind of puts Mary Shelley back on the right track a little bit. I, I feel like Ryan does more to kind of make sure that, I mean, unintentionally. Yes. Make sure that, that Mary Shelley still writes. Yes. You know, yeah. just in conversing with her. I mean, uh, besides the fact that there was literal inspiration in a uh, Cyberman there. Well, yeah, I think yes. he was the most influential over her. Yeah, I mean, even more so than the doctor being like, hey, you know, it'd be fun. Let's write scary stories. Which was so like, funny. Mm, nah, I, w- I want to get my dance on. Yeah, we just want to get it's, drunk it's, and dance. It's karaoke night at, at Villa Diodati. Villa Diodati. Uh, I did also love that Graham and, um, is it, um, Pilidori? Pilidori? Pilidori. Um, I love their little exchange where he challenges him to a duel. Oh, no, that's, that's Pilidori and Ryan. Yes. What did I say? You said Graham. Oh, I was looking down one more. So I meant. No, that's okay. But, but Pilidori and Graham do have interaction when he kind of. Polidori kind of gets up and sleepwalks. That's where I thought you were going. Oh, but no. Yes, the whole duel thing was hilarious. Where he tells him to take a nap. I thought that, yeah. was, <laughs> that was really yeah. funny. And then when he gets in his face, he's like, oi, and like puts up his fists. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very. Ryan, uh, the comic relief throughout this. Definitely. Um, I thought that was great. Yes, the whole bit with uh, Graham. Uh, he had one job, and it was to watch uh, Polidori. Uh, that didn't really work. And I guess I, that kind of brings us into special effects a little yeah. bit. Um, we had the spider hand, which um, when you when we first saw it, I actually didn't even realize. I thought it was just a straight up spider for a oh, little while. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then um, I slowly realized I'm like, oh, this is a hand that is spooky. It was spooky. I mean, there there was already spooky stuff going on, which on a rewatch you go. Oh, I know what's happening now. Yeah. Uh, and that's always a nice feeling where you can go, oh, I see how the pieces fit together. Um, but the whole, you know, skinny thing, as it were, although I guess it's not a hand in a form. I guess I really can't call it a thing. Right. Um, but anyway, the the crawling hand, very creepy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, Fletcher hitting it out of midair. Yes. That was cool. I also love... That Ryan kind of gets a uh, a ninth Doctor moment where a hand jumps up to, to yes him. yes that was very funny. <laughs> um, I love the Doctor tasting it to see what uh, where it's from. Yes, and was it was it Mary or was it Claire who was like, oh oh she licked it. I think it was Claire, and then okay. uh, Lord Byron says something like, "She's the most fascinating creature I've ever." You know, he just says one of those things. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's yes. like, okay, we get it. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, shall we? Oh, the walking through the walls. That's another great visual effect. The, mm-hmm. the walking through the walls effect. I think all the ghost effects were were pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. Ex- and I, I, Go ahead. I also liked the effect where there was one point where, I'm trying to remember who, but they, they reach out to grab an invisible doorknob and it's right there. Yes. Like just how they kind of cut that and stuff, which I guess is partly effects and partly editing, but it was really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 
what else was all, yeah all the ghost stuff looked really great and um mm-hmm. the the lone cyberman on the lake looked pretty cool as well yeah, um like and the lightning effects were great as well um the oh boy what is the uh the secret world of alex mack thing called the siberium the siberium looked very cool as well yeah, just kind of floating there and Yes. Doing its liquid metal thing. And the when it would go into a host also looked pretty yes. cool as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also, speaking of that scene where we find out that Percy Shelley has the uh, Siberium in him, um, I loved how much different that scene looked than everything else. Mm-hmm. It was, like, well lit. It was very bright. Um yeah, I I really really enjoyed the 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 difference from that scene to our dark and dreary quote unquote haunted house. Yeah, it's a nice juxtaposition for sure. Ugh. Um, shall we talk about the Cyberman? Uh sure. We see the lone Cyberman, and everyone goes, "Don't give it what it wants." And the doctor's like, "I don't even know what it wants." So. We got to figure that out first, I guess. Um, the The side of the Cybermen, I think uh, other than, I mean, the design is great. It's obviously an incomplete Cybermen that looks like a modern, and then I believe its left arm looks like um, a Mondasian. Yes. Uh, which I thought was a very cool look. We can also see half of, uh, yeah, about half of the Cybermen's face. Um, it I, was a very scary design. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was good stuff for sure. I would like to note, however, that this is now the second Chibnall penned story that has a cyber person in it that is not a complete conversion. Yes. Granted, this isn't a cyber bikini, but <laughs> no, it is not. That occurred to me this evening. I'm like, hmm. Ugh. interesting yikes yeah but this one is like no <coughs> excuse me no emotional inhibitor no um so we get irritation and anger and um you know just all of this and it's and it's so much scarier yes it is it's very frightening i believe also voiced by um nicholas briggs um i believe I'm... i read that I'm not 100% sure. I did not see Nick Briggs's name in TARDIS Wiki. I know I saw the actor who was playing the Cyberman. Yeah. Um, but I do love how we get almost a bit of um, a bit of fuzziness in the modulation. Yes. Of the voice. So it's like it's not completely there. There's just so much attention paid to like, well, he's not going to sound perfectly like a Cyberman because obviously he's not completely converted yeah. and this, that, and the other thing. So um, that all was oh, just... It was frightening. It was. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was exciting. Um, yeah, just the look of the Cyberman was was, was frightening. Um, just very, very cool design. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously with the... You know the side of the Cyberman, the the Team Tardis is uh, like you can't give this Cyberman what he wants. Jack said you can't do it, or it's just going to undo everything. And then I I feel like for the very first time we start to have the hard conversations. Yes, 
um, exactly. which was amazing because um, Jody, I think, like I said, this is the most doctor she's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, when she says, "Don't," um, I'm gonna go, and she's like, "You might need you need backup. It's one against all of us." And she's like, "You don't know anything about this." Um, I will not lose anyone else to cyber conversion. Oh yeah, man! Did that land? Did that line land? Oh, it landed real hard in in the in program A, and then do not follow me, mm-hmm. which was great. Like every like the crowd was going crazy for Jody during this, and rightfully so because we have a a talk a little later where yeah. where Ryan goes, uh, maybe we should just let him die. It's just like, uh-oh. And look, I can... But I get I can, it. I Yes, I get it too. I absolutely get it as well. And I think you and I both saw a tweet that makes perfect sense because yes. if if Percy Shelley dies, Mary Shelley doesn't go on to write Frankenstein, doesn't go on to inspire Robert Holmes to write The Brain of Morbius, and then Jody's own timeline is messed up. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I loved that. Very, very true. Um... Yeah, uh, so it it is suggested by Ryan that they just let um, Percy Shelley die, and um, the doctor launches into a huge and important speech. But the part that hits uh, the the hardest is sometimes this team structure isn't flat; mm-hmm. it's mountainous. With me at the summit in the stratosphere alone, left to choose. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> that the crowd went absolutely insane for that. I I can imagine. It was um I mean kudos to I know Chibs was I think a co-writer on this, but I mean um Maxine Alderton just nailed it. Um I sincerely hope and correct me if I'm wrong. I is this her first episode? Um if not her first, her second. I'm not sure if she had another one this season, um, but it was great. Um, this season, th- that is it. Okay. And actually, yeah. yeah, this is the only Doctor Who episode um, she has written. Um, she needs to be brought back. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. And I would agree with Emma Sullivan as director. She. she oh, my she goodness. Really yes, both, both stories. Both of them, yes, need to be brought back for next season. Um, yeah. Holy moly, good stuff across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff across the board. Jeez. Um, so I know I'm jo- jumping all over the place here. I apologize. That's, okay. um, yeah, that's what we do. Um, hey, Villa Diodati looked fantastic. I think we've already, we've just the set design of that was great. It looked oh, like. Oh, yeah, the, the set and the costumes, just that whole Regency era is something that the BBC seems to excel in. And, I mean, speaking of costumes, everyone looked great. Mm-hmm. We fi- we got a Doctor variant, finally. Like a, like a uh, true yeah. Doctor yeah, variant. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Well, yeah, that's right. She was wearing, like, a vest and um, a, a longer scarf that mm-hmm. had the rainbow towards the end, like, um, the bottom of it. Right, right. Um, and I will say this: I'm glad that Yaz did not keep that bonnet on. That bonnet. Oh was my huge. goodness! Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool, but yeah, don't keep that on the whole time. 
Um, that was also a very funny scene where Graham basically says, yeah, she didn't park the TARDIS close enough and we had to walk Yes, to get here. Have we, have we seen water affect the psychic paper before? No, but okay. I, you know, I almost thought it was because we were dealing with, uh, intelligent minds. Oh, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Because it hasn't worked on people before who were. I think creatives. I'm not sure. Maybe. Could just be me. I don't know. I can't remember if she used it on Tesla or Edison. She didn't use it on Tesla. She used it on, I don't know. I had, she used it on someone that worked with Tesla. I can't remember. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. That's Mo- all right. Don't moving on. Um, what else? I mean. Um, oh, oh, let's talk about Mary Shelley. Aside from the fact that I find her really cute. Mm. Um, but the way that she speaks to the lone Cyberman's humanity. Yes. That whole scene starts off just like really deep, really kind of touching and impactful. And then and and you get the Cyberman to admit that, you know, he he was a father and this kind of stuff, and you're going, Whoa, whoa. And then he flips. Yes. And he's just like full of rage again. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I am terrified for her. And I mean the fact that he he killed his children because they joined uh, the the resistance. resistance. And I mean, that scene is before that scene is the is the I'm on top of the summit. Yes. So we're just getting like back to back amazing scenes between uh between actors and oh my yeah. goodness yeah the um ashad i believe was his he yes. gets we get to know the cyberman's name and it seems like he is at least softening before he probably remembers his mission mm-hmm. uh and yeah the turn on that is great um and it is also um i believe um it's after the doctor says words matter so maybe uh, Mary Shelley was inspired by that mm-hmm. to use that her sure. words to mm-hmm. try and calm the beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, boy, when that beast goes and picks the baby up out of the crib, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And luckily they didn't. Luckily they didn't. They did <laughs> not like, go oh, there. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, Fletcher is uh, unfortunately... Um, killed by the lone cyberman and um the i cannot remember her name the i don't remember her name being spoken but maybe it was right at the beginning yes the 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 nanny effectively yes the nanny who uh her death scene was done very well Mm -hmm. they did a very good job you don't need to see it but it's very clear it happens yeah you know it definitely i will say mentioning the baby uh when that baby started crying, I went, Ugh, because I thought it was a baby in program A. Oh. <laughs> but then I went, oh, it's it's a baby on the screen. All right, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Well, fair. There's there's at least one more baby crying in program A. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's the one on screen. One on screen for sure. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know if I really have anything else that I really want to mention besides, I mean, we are off to the races now. The doctor oh, gave... Gave the lone Cyberman what it wanted, mm-hmm. and uh, step one or step two is now fix the mess the doctor created in step one, yeah, um, which was great. 
yeah, I thought that was definitely. very funny. Um, she she had oh what was it she when she was just starting to figure things out she had another great line about you know not being able to think clearly and normal service will resume shortly yes that was very funny as well you know so when they're all stuck in the lines. different rooms yeah yes yeah 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 um I I like that we kind of got detective mode Yaz yes again um I love the whole elbow thing. Where you know Ryan a ghost just left. touched me. A ghost. It was totally a ghost. It was a ghost. Ryan, that was my elbow. Oh yeah, I knew that. <laughs> um, I will also say, um, there is that scene where Yaz is talking about the doctor, seemingly. Yes, 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 yes. Let's unpack that for a second. I'm because... clearly reaching. There was also a deleted tweet. Um, oh, from the. From the BBC America account or the Doctor Who, if I, I can't remember where. Ooh, motorcycle. Um, I don't know if you guys will hear that, but I heard it. That where they were alluding to that Yaz was indeed talking about um, the Doctor in that scene. Okay. So they and they, I believe it was deleted because they did not want to confirm that there there is romance. Oh, hmm. maybe. I don't know. That's just kind of what it seemed like. Why would you delete that? Yeah, right. Unless she was talking about the master. Uh, no. Oh, good God. Help me. I will never let that go until she hey, is with look, the master. <laughs> look, look, Verity went there in their recap of it. Did they? That today they did. They went there. They just touched on it. I mean, I've been there. Verity, come on. Mm-hmm. I've been there since the since he said stick with me and the way they shot that entire episode of Spyfall. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, really, with with two episodes to go, and you know, I'm still like trying to find some sort of theory as to the now now timeless children. Yes, um, hmm, interesting. Uh, you know, anything could happen. Yes. Because there are multiple children and they are unpredictable. Yeah, tell me about it. Not just mentioning my two kids. I mean, I don't, you know, I really don't know from experience, but, you know. Uh, nah, they're unpredictable. They are unpredictable. Um, Taylor, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I think the only other note I have is I I loved when the doctor tried to walk outside and hit the window. Oh, and yes. Polidori was like, ooh. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was very funny as well. But yeah. I mean, other than that, man, I this episode was great. I am counting down the days till the next episode. I am just I'm amped and they did such a great job. And I really hope we hit the ground running with this doctor going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, again, I really I've, I've got a feeling we, we might see one or two departures at the end of the season. I'm still kind of getting that vibe. Yeah, I episode talking about vibes. Yes, I I I can see that for sure. I could absolutely see that. Um, but you know, the entirety of what happens between here and 120, 130 minutes from now, um, who knows? Man, I've 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 got a feeling in in two weeks it's going to be a hell of an episode we're talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. God help me, two weeks. Yeah, I know, right? Then we can get back to watching Classicu. Yeah. I will also say, um, I Anna's been listening to our episodes, and um, she had not been watching this season, which is fine. But I think yep. 
she watched this episode with uh, with the people, yeah. and I can safely say she has started the season. So um, I saw her tweets today, and I am I'm very excited to hear um, you know what she thinks of this entire season, which I think has been great. Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe been like some like huh moments, but uh, other than that, I think we we hit the ground running. We hit, we got some really crazy stuff in the middle. We that Tesla episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have you know a, another doctor. Yeah, which uh, yep, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Taylor, is there anything else you you want to speak on about this episode before I hit the button? Uh, I don't think so, man. Hit the button, Frank. I'm doing it now. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the <laughs> I mean, I feel like I already know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think most people could probably guess the answer to this. I mean, look, it is tense. It is scary. The lone Cyberman is holy smokes. Um, so. Yeah, the kids are not ready for this one. I I uh, am one hundred percent behind that that parenting choice. That's a, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Um, I think you know one thing we we did we forgot to mention was um that basically um the the cy cy oh my goodness the silurium the that uh, siberium siberium what's silurium the silurians yeah I think so. Um, that the lone Cyberman is after is basically the the knowledge of the Cybermen, the cyber mm-hmm. race. So, um, and clearly this this Cyberman has seen some ish. So uh, he he's like, I gotta get that so I can rebuild um, my my fun race of cyborg peoples. Yep. So that's where we're off to. We we gathered some stuff from uh, Percy. You know, he was kind of sort of possessed, and he's writing the things down. So we're we're go we're off we're off to the races. Um, yeah, this episode's great. Um, I if you haven't watched it, uh, why also go watch it. Um, and that points us to next week. Yes, what is next week? The Ascension of the Cybermen, which is a great title, uh, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, Tosin Cole as Ryan, and Bradley Walsh as Graham. It was written by the Chibs and only the Chibs. <laughs> and it was directed by Jamie Stone. Um, yeah, man, I am excited. That preview for next week looked awesome. Definitely. So you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. And when you search Podcastica, look for our little cartoony logo, and then hit that follow or rate or subscribe button and we'll be good to go also soundcloud.com slash the n-o-t-l-g that's where you can find all of the back catalog of every show that has ever been on the night of the living geeks network uh n-o-t-l-g.spreadshirt.com buy a podcastic a shirt buy a future of time and spaces female shirt mm-hmm. which i saw quite a few of and by a few i mean you and me and uh john carlos mcmaster and peter and terry and Terry. So I did see quite a few. I wasn't being mm-hmm. sarcastic. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. 
help keep this train a moving if you so desire to. We appreciate everyone that has donated to us past, present, and future. So join us again next week, Ascension of the Cybermen. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Hail hydration and sitting and cough drops, all important.